Jesus said to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, as you know, we celebrate this feast in honor of Jesus Christ as King of the universe. And there are so many places in liturgical song where Jesus Christ is proclaimed as the great king. Uh, you know that song where he's referred to as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And the thing is, though, in the gospel, if you look at where Jesus Christ is proclaimed the king the most often and the most clearly, it's in very, very difficult situations. In fact, the first time we hear someone refer to Jesus Christ as a king, it's when he's born. And the story of the Magi, they're, they're going to see this newborn child, and they say, where is he who is born king of the Jews? So the first proclamation of Jesus as king is when nobody knows him. 
It's when he's nobody. He's just a little baby. And he's accomplished nothing yet in this world and has not made a name for himself. And that's the first place where the scriptures refer to him as king. The next place where he is referred to as king in a very obvious way is in even more challenging circumstances. When he was born, we know he was homeless and he was a political refugee. But the next place where the word king is in his face all the time is when he's about to die. You remember the, the story about Jesus when he was condemned to death He'd been arrested and lied to and lied about, and he's on trial now. And you have this man, Pontius Pilate, who starts talking to him. Now, Pontius Pilate is someone we refer to every Sunday at Mass. We say of Jesus, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. And just before his crucifixion, Pontius Pilate is talking to Jesus. And he says, are you the king of the Jews? Later on, Pontius Pilate says to him, so you are a king. And then after Pontius Pilate has Jesus horribly scourged at the pillar to the point where he was probably almost unrecognizable to his friends, he brings out Jesus and says, behold your king. And then once again, Pontius Pilate says to the people, shall I crucify your king? And the final thing is... You know, if you look at a crucifix, it has four letters above the head of Jesus, I-N-R-I. Those are the initials for a Latin phrase, Jesus Nazarenus Rex Eudorum, which means Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And that statement was put above the head of Jesus on his cross by Pontius Pilate. And he put it in three major languages of the time in Latin, Hebrew, and in Greek. So we have in the gospel these places where the Lord Jesus is referred to as king at a time in his life when he's at his lowest point, when he seems to be nothing. He seems to be a failure in this world, unsuccessful and doomed. He's got no help whatsoever. That's when he's referred to as king. It's like the Holy Spirit one of the scriptures to say this man is the king precisely at the moment when he was at his lowest point in life. Now we know from the gospel passage today, this beautiful gospel passage about Jesus and the poor, that we have to be charitable to those who are poor. If you think about what Jesus referred to in this gospel, it's kind of like he's talking about himself. In fact, he is. I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. Jesus experienced that. Jesus was also in prison. Jesus was also at the point of death, and he died. And this calls us to care for those who are less fortunate. And the first place we do this is in our families. You know, when you have a baby, that baby is poor. That baby only has his or her life. It needs help. That's the first place where you care for the poor. But I want to point out something else in this gospel. And I've never actually thought about this until this week. Jesus in this gospel identifies himself 
with the poor, with those who have nothing. Remember in the gospel, he's referred to as king in situations where he has nothing. He also identifies with those who have nothing. I want to tell a story that I think can help us to illustrate what this means for us. When I was about 12 years old, I went to this talk by a man named Derek Sanderson. And Derek Sanderson was a great hockey player on the Boston Bruins. And there's a famous uh, play, those of you who were into Bruins and hockey might remember that Sanderson to Orr, score number four, Bobby Orr. And they have this picture of Bobby Orr, one of the greatest hockey players ever. And he's literally looks like he's flying over the ice. And they won the Stanley Cup that year, and it was a really uh, historical moment in NHL hockey history. And I went to this talk by Derek Sanderson, and he was talking about his life. And he'd been a great hockey player and one of the most highest paid athletes in the world at that time. And what happened to him is he got involved in drugs and drinking too much alcohol. He wasn't a bad guy. But you know, a lot of good people can get ensnared in substance abuse. And what happened to Derek Sanderson is he began to spend all his money on his drug and alcohol habit, and he ended up losing everything. He became homeless. And he told us a story that he was outside in a park somewhere, and he was drunk and on drugs and had fallen asleep. And then he woke up and he saw a bottle of wine on the ground. And he wanted it because he wanted to start drinking again. He probably really didn't want to, but he was addicted. He was enslaved to it. And so he reached for the bottle, and as he reached for the bottle, another man was there, a man of the street, a real homeless man, a man who had been homeless probably his whole life, and he grabbed the bottle before Derek did. And Derek looked at the man and said, that's mine. And don't you know who I am? And what Derek was thinking was, I'm Derek Sanderson. I helped win the Stanley Cup. I'm a great athlete. I'm, I'm famous and powerful. And it's like Derek was looking at himself as a king in his own little kingdom of the hockey world. He said to the guy, do you know who I am? And the guy said to him, and this was a turning point in the life of Derek Sanderson. The guy said, yeah, I know who you are. You're a drunk man, just like me. You're just like me. And in this talk that Derek was giving to us, he told us that that was a turning point for him. He realized that he was at his lowest. He realized that he wasn't the Stanley Cup winner. He wasn't this multimillionaire famous man. He was just a poor person. And he said that was a turning point when he recognized his poverty and his need. That's when he started to turn his life around. And then once he picked up the pieces and started getting help, he was able to get help with his addictions and change his life. He began to go around giving talks to young people to try to prevent them from going down the path he did. But the point I'm trying to make here is that when Derek Sanderson saw himself as the king, 
That's when he was falling. That's when he was losing his way in life. And when he recognized himself as a poor person who had nothing but his life, that's when he started to put the pieces back together. Now in the gospel, Jesus Christ identifies as a poor person. And we have to be disciples of Jesus. So I feel one of the calls of today's gospel for all of us is, is to recognize, yeah, we know we have to help those who are less fortunate. We have to. That's part of what's going to figure greatly into our judgment by God at the end of our lives. But number two, we have to recognize that we're all poor. Every one of us here is a poor man or a poor woman. We just have our life. You might have a lot of things in your life. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But in the sight of God, you're no different than anyone else on this earth. We are all poor. We're just like everyone else. And we need help. We need others. If we think of ourselves as better than anyone, we're going to start falling away, not only from what's good in life, but we're going to fall away from God. But if we recognize that we're poor, and that we are simply just our lives, and we need God's help, we're going to be following Jesus Christ. Remember when Jesus had nothing in this world, that's when the scriptures referred to him as the king. This is the king of the Jews. This is our king. So brothers and sisters, I encourage you as you hear this gospel passage today to take up the call to humility, to see yourself as a child of God, as someone who is poor, and allow God to fill your poverty with his grace. When you have God, when you have the light of Jesus in you, you have everything.